All right. Uh, welcome to Bible study, everyone, tonight. Um, God bless you for joining us. Um, we thank you for being on live, and, and uh, we'll thank the ones, we thank the ones that are uh, going to be listening to the rebroadcast as well, too. So um, to give to New Life, um, you can uh, text, um, and if someone is, uh, that has a, a a lot of noise around them. I just ask you if you can mute your phone. It's kind of be, going to be kind of hard for me to mute while I'm uh, driving. Okay. Okay. Um, as I was saying, um, to give to New Life, uh, you can text uh, 542. Uh, I'm sorry, you can text NLCCMG as in give to 54. Two four four. Again, you can text NLCCMG to 54244, or you can go to our website at newlifeccm.org and follow the links to give. Amen. All right, tonight's message, um, we're going to be um, talking um, again about prayer, um, and the Lord is just directing us to do this because it's, it's a lot that he's about to pour out to us, um, and we need to be ready. Um, we need to uh, be prepared to receive, you know, because sometimes you can be, um, something something can be going on around you. And you don't realize it because you're not tuned in. So um, something could happen and somebody might say, well, man, did you see this and that and the other happen? It's like, no. It's like, I was right near there. I didn't even know that happened because you wasn't tuned in. Okay? So the title of this message is, uh, tonight is called Going Deeper Within the Dimensions of Prayer. And again, the title again is Going Deeper Within the Dimensions of Prayer. Because, of course, um, like I said before, we have um, different dimensions uh, that we step into um, prayer. We gave the example of the, um, we gave the example of the um, uh, tabernacle. Uh, the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies, and it's uh, it's up to us how deep we want to go into um, those different dimensions of prayer, so we can get different results. Amen. Okay. Someone say something so I can know that uh, know that I'm still uh, live and on the line because. Uh, Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Um, so prayer, um, we know that prayer, or should I say, I, I don't, I don't want to assume, but prayer will take us, take you in a place. Prayer will take you in a place in the spirit realm, to answer your questions 
about whatever concerns you. I'll say that again. Prayer will take you uh, in a place, in a spirit realm, to answer your questions about what concerns you. Okay, remember um, we have been ta- had been talking about the uh, going into your prayer mansion, you know, and sitting down and um, just receiving wisdom from God um, as a friend. Um, and you can you could go there with uh, a pen and, and paper in hand um, because we, we operate in two worlds. We're a spirit being living in a physical body. So that means we can be um, in the spirit realm as well as in the physical realm at the same time because of us being um, a tripart being. Okay, so um, prayer, when we pray, it moves um, the blind spots so you can see what the enemy is trying to uh, hide from you. You know, a lot of times it's, it's you know, we not going deeper enough in because, um, or we're not going deep enough in, and when we don't go enough deeper, if we don't go in deep enough, then the enemy can use blind spots to uh, put in front of us and a certain things that we can't see. See, the thing about it, you know, and we've, we've covered the scripture before, Ephesians six twelve. You know, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, okay, but um, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness um, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are the different ranks um, that the devil has uh, within his uh, government, the different rankings you know, that, that, that comes against us, you know, so um, we need to, you know, of course, get in prayer um, so the Lord can pull us around that, okay? I'm going a little slow right now because I am, I have some traffic around me and I'm focusing on my driving. <laughs> All right. So let's turn to Nehemiah. And Jeanette is going to be reading for me tonight. We can we're going to be in the uh we're going to be parked in the first chapter. Okay, Nehemiah 1. Okay. Okay, and me and Pastor have um, been sharing with you guys how um, the Lord gave us the strategy to birth the truck that we're in now. This is this brand new truck that we're in. He gave us the strategy. He gave us a pattern that we needed to follow in order for us to birth this truck. And there are things in your life that God has shown you the pattern, and you may have seen the pattern, you might not have even realized that it was a pattern, 
Or you might not have recognized the pattern that it was there. But there is a pattern that God wants you to follow for you to be able to um, be victorious in every area of your life. And there's certain things that he wants you to obtain, but there's a pattern that he wants you to follow to obtain it. And when you do that, you'll win every time. I remember Dr. Montrell had a song out a couple of years ago, um, and it pertains to a scripture. It says um, that, uh, was it God, God won't fail? You know, if God won't fail, then of course we won't fail. We can't fail because we are made in his image. Okay? So we, um, we're going to look at the account of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a governor, and he had a choice that he had to make. Um, he could have choose to sit on the sidelines or he could have choose to do something about it. So, um, Jeanette, why don't you start reading verse 1 for me, and I'll just, um, you read it slow, and I'll just, um, I'll, I'll prompt you when to stop. Okay. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Okay. The word of Nehemiah, the son of Hechiala. And it came to pass in the month of... Yeah. Go ahead. In the 20th mm-hmm. year, as I was mm-hmm. in... Shehena, uh, the palace, mm-hmm. excuse me for mispronouncing it, that and, uh, Hanai, one of my brethren, came, mm-hmm. he and certain men of Judah, and I asked mm-hmm. them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning mm-hmm. Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burnt with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down. You can stop for right now. Okay, thank you. All right, so... Um, those first, um, I think it was, uh, you, you read into, what, like, verse 4? Yes. I, I stopped okay. at the beginning of verse 4. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead and read verse 4, actually. Go ahead. Okay. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and moaned certain days, and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Amen. Okay, so um, thank you, Sister Jeanette. The, um, the, what Jeanette just read was Nehemiah. Um, again, like I said, he was a governor. Um, he was also um, a cupbearer um, for the king um, at that particular time. Okay, so... Um, he received news 
concerning uh, the remnant that was left in, in captivity. God's people was left in captivity. And you notice that she read um, that they were, um, they were afflicted. They were, um, you could say they were distressed. Um, they were reproached. You know, so they was going through some things where they were. Um, so not only were they um, going through some things, but they were complaining about it as well too. Um, out of they were disappointed. You know, so they were going through uh, some things being in captivity there. You know, so Nehemiah received this news. <laughs> Excuse me. He received this news, and he had to make a choice. Okay. Um, he had to make a choice as to what he was going to do with this news. Okay. Either he was going to sit on the sidelines like some people do, sit on the sidelines, and maybe complain with these people as well too. Say, so, yeah, y'all going through some bad things. You know, you know how you invite people to your pity party sometimes. You know, we've um, we've all had pity parties somewhere in our lifetime, <laughs> and we've invited people. You know, yeah, I'm going through this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, you are going through something. Yeah, I can understand. I'm going through something myself. And then, um, by the time the conversation is over with, both of you depressed. You know, so sometimes it's just best to um, hold it and fold it, as they say, okay? Um, and Dan Thompson, I think, just recently said um, that, you know, you shouldn't be telling everybody your business anyway, you know, because what are they going to do? You know, maybe go and, and tell their, you know, somebody else, you know, and that, that ain't doing nothing. That's not solving the problem, you know, so... Um, so Nehemiah, um, as you can see, he was grieved. He was grieved by what was going on with God's people, with his people. You know, so um, God's people were, you know, like Jeanette just read, was greatly, um, and I added distress. Um, they were um, afflicted and they were reproached. Um, and then on top of that, the wall of Jerusalem was broken down, and the gates thereof were burnt with fire. So it was um, it was a desolate place. It was a me- it was a messed up place. So affliction, you know, I looked up the definition of, to affliction, and that's something that causes pain or suffering. Okay, something that causes pain or suffering. Okay, um, and then. Uh, reproach. Reproach addresses someone in such a way um, as to express disapproval or disappointment. Okay. Um, so in verse 4, okay, Nehemiah. You know, he was saying that, uh, or not saying, but Nehemiah was, he cried, he mourned, he fasted, and then he prayed before the God of heaven, um, one translation say. I don't, I don't realize, I don't know what translation you're reading from, Jeanette, but um, the, the scripture or the, the verse 4 that I had looked up 
uh, which means the same thing. Um, but it says that he prayed before the God of heaven. Now, this is a pattern that, that Nehemiah is showing us, okay? Um, and when I was reading that verse, um, when I seen that it, it ended with he prayed before the God of heaven, um, to me, that was a Judeo uh, move that he made. That was, I believe he stepped into the courts of heaven on behalf of God's people. And I'll, um, I'll prove that um, as we read further down in the, into uh, this particular chapter. <coughs> And um, and God will and, and 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 me and Pastor was discussing this um, over the last couple of days, and um, one of the things that you know the Lord revealed to us is that um, we must have a desire to change. Okay, like I said, we can choose to. Um, we can choose to, uh, was someone going to say something? Can you hear me? Yes, Amen. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, awesome. Okay, we can choose to, um, the situations that we, we uh, get into or some of the situations that we may still be in right now, we can choose to settle down in that particular situation or we can choose to make a change, okay? Uh, we can choose to complain about it. There's a lot of people that fuss and complain about the president. For the president we have now, the president we had before, the president we had 15 years ago, people is going to complain about the president, but yet they won't vote, okay? Um, and... Uh, the thing about it, when they don't vote, they really don't have an excuse. Um, and I know it's been times where I haven't voted because I've been out on the road or I didn't turn it in at the, at, you know, at the right time or whatever, the, the absentee uh, ballot. But because of me not voting or people not voting, we really don't have room to say anything or complain about that particular president because we didn't use our seed to vote, okay? So there are certain things that we might, um, uh, might be going through, and it's self-afflicted. And mainly the only thing that we can do, either we can choose to do something about it and make a change, or we can just choose to sit and complain about it. And remember I had said to you guys um, a while ago, um, a little while ago, that one day of complaining um, is like a, a year's worth of, of um, uh, what was the word? Throwing a blank here. Of uh, one 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 day of complaining is like oh one thank you Holy Spirit one 
one year of um, bondage, captivity. That's what it is. So the more we complain, the more we put ourselves in bondage, and we don't want to do that. Amen? All right, so we have to, there must be a desire. We, we have to conjure up or not conjure up, for, for lack of words, we have to conjure up or muster up the, the strength, um, the desire, the desire to, to make a change, okay? Um, we see in this, in this verse um, as well, too, that Nehemiah had to seek God for wisdom, you know, because it's something that we could be in, you know, and a prime example, this truck. We didn't know how we was going to get into another truck, you know, and but we said, you know what, this is it. We're getting, we're getting back into our own truck. God places out here for a reason. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of what God, the purpose, you have to recognize the purpose. I'm jumping ahead of myself. You have to recognize the purpose, but you also have to, uh, once you recognize that purpose, you have to realize that God has a purpose for you, okay? And because of that purpose, you could um, go to God and remind him of that purpose, recite that purpose to him, you know, as to why he has you doing a certain thing or why he calls you to ministry or why he calls you to Pennsylvania or why he calls you to whatever. Remind him of that. And then you have to have the desire to change and ask the Lord, Lord, I need your wisdom. You called me to this. I need your wisdom, okay? All right, so Nehemiah, like I said, he's, he gives us the pattern to seek God for wisdom. And we can follow this in every situation in our life. Anything that we're going through, um, there's a pattern that God wants us to follow. Okay, number one, or should I say number three, we have to understand the problem. We have to locate ourselves. Okay, prime example. I, I use myself as an example, me and Pastor's example. Based on... Um, you know, and I've I've shared it with y'all. You know, I started complaining about being on the truck. Oh, I'm tired of being on the truck. I'm ready to go home. Started driving 6,000 miles a week, blah, 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 pull out my violin, you know, invite you to the party, you know. But then I realized, it's like, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, Lord, you sent us out here. You know, and like I said, listening to... Um, you know, call myself seeking advice, spiritual advice from another minister um, and them saying, well, no, you don't belong out there. <laughs> and you got to watch who you talk to when you're going through something. No, you don't belong out there. You need to bring your butt home. You know, and, you know, uh, trusting the 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 God in my husband and him saying, no, what they said to you, that wasn't God. You, you, you remember why God brought us out here. God brought us out, out here for this, that, and the other. You know, so I had, to, I had to go back and realize what the purpose was for us being out here. You have to go back sometimes and realize what the purpose 
is for God having you in the situation, well, not situation, but having you in the place that you're in now. Okay? And I'm not talking about far as any debt that you might be in or anything like that. I'm talking about far as you know that God has called you to a particular place, a different, uh, a particular uh, ministry, a particular area, a particular city, a particular state. Um, he has called you to do something. Okay. Um. So we have to go back and find out. We'll go and find out what that purpose is. Okay, I'm going to mute everyone because um, I'm starting to hear someone in the background. Okay, all right. So, um, you know, Jeanette, if you, uh, when, I, when, I, when we need to start reading the scriptures again, you're going to need to unmute yourself. Okay. All right, so um, all right, we have to understand the problem. We have to locate ourselves. If you're in, and I'll use the example of debt, if you're in debt and you know that you have all these bills um, in front of you, bill collectors calling and whatever, then in order to locate yourself, the first thing you know you need to do is sit down and see how much debt you're in. You know, and um, I know with me and Pastor, um, because of us getting back into um, our own truck, there's certain things that we had to, uh, we have to restructure. So we had to sit down and locate ourselves. And when you do that, what you're going through financially may not seem as bad as it is. Well, the Lord will show you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can get through this. Yeah, you got yourself in it, but you can get through it. I could give you the strategy, the wisdom to, to get, out of, get out of the hole that you're in right now. Okay, yeah, you know, you complained, you complained about, you know, what you, uh, you know, why you don't want to do certain things and, and this, that, and the other, but, I, you know, I called you, you know. Okay, yeah, you've repented. Okay, so now let's move from there and let's get back to the original plan that I had for you. All right? So, um. Nehemiah had to locate himself. And the reason why I say he had to locate himself, because remember Jeanette just read that he, he cried, he mourned, but he also fasted and he prayed. So when he fasted, he moved himself out of the way. And sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to fast to, to get our flesh out, our flesh out of the way. So he moved himself out of the way so he could clearly hear what God had for him. Okay, so um, so Nehemiah located himself, and the reason why he was going to do 
what he was about to do. All right. Um, God gave him, and him by him doing that, God gave him three um, three things to recognize. Um, three recognizable things he received from God, based on him locating himself, realizing that um, you know there's an issue, realizing there's something that he needed to deal with. Um, God needed him to deal with that. So God gave him insight. He gave him wisdom, wisdom, and he gave him discernment. Remember the scripture that we read in uh, was it Proverbs uh, 3.21 in the, um, the Passion Translation um, that two things that we need to uh, Two, goal, two goals that we need to set in life. One is to walk in wisdom, and the other one is to discover wisdom. I'm, I'm sorry, walk in wisdom and to discover discernment. So the Lord gave him insight. He gave him wisdom, and he gave him discernment. And we're going to see, um, I'm not sure if we're going to get through it tonight. Uh, it's 8 o'clock crept up on us pretty fast there. Okay, um, he was praying, and one 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 particular scripture said that he um, he prayed constantly. He prayed constantly about this. All right, um, he he fasted. Like I said, he got himself out of the way. All right. There was a cleansing that he went through, you know, and that's something that we need to sometimes do before we go into the courts of heaven. Um, and some of you have expressed when we were teaching about the courts of heaven is that um, bef- um, when you were in the courts of heaven, before you received the verdict, um, the Lord showed you some things that you needed to deal with. So it was some things that had to be dealt with. There's a cleansing that you had to go through before you could receive a verdict. Okay? Um, now, he prayed, um, and I looked in the Bible that I have with me. Um, I believe it's the King James Version. And Jeanette, you can um, uh, tell me whether or not it's in uh, your Bible. So, Jeanette, can you unmute yourself and read verse 5 for me? I think you, uh, was it star six? Try that. If star six don't work, try star five. Okay. You there? Okay. Which one was it, star five or star six? Star six. Okay. All right. Um, Go ahead and read verse 5 for me, please. Okay. And said I, beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Six. Let thy ear now be attentive and thy eyes open 
that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thou servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we had sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. Seven. Okay, read down to verse nine for me. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. We dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye trust I will scatter, your, scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them through through though thy were through there where you cast out, though you were cast out unto the uttermost part of the heavens, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. That was verse 9. Okay, amen. Thank you. Yeah, so verse 5, you know, um, Nehemiah showed Nehemiah approached God as judge, okay, in the course of heaven. He was getting the legalities out, out of the way. And like I said, I was seeing that it's like, okay, he, I know it says that he prayed. But then um, Jeanette just read that he said, I beseech thee, or I beseech, beseech you. And I looked up the word um, beseech. Let me turn to it. Beseech means... It's a couple different definitions, but it says beseech means to ask someone urgently and fervently to do something, implore, entreat. Um, let's see, ajar, not pronouncing this right, ajur, ajur, A-J, A-J, I'm sorry, A-D is in David, J-U-R-E. Adjure, which means to request earnestly, to make supplication, um, petition. And when I seen the word petition, I said, ah, there it is right there, petition. He petitioned God. So that um, shows me that that was a Judeo um, activity or move that he made me one second here it was a Judeo move that he made um, because of and with, like I said the indication that he gave me that it was a, a, a Judeo 
move or a move that or yeah a move that you would make uh, being in a courtroom setting is because he said he beseeched him which he petitioned him he um, put, uh, petition is a formal um, a, a form um, of written it's, it's a formal written request um, made to an official uh, person or um, organized body such as a court okay so he went before um, God as judge um, to seek him for uh, to seek him in order for him to uh, um, help uh, Received a strategy to get uh, to free God's people out of captivity. Okay, um, let's see here. Going through some construction. Uh, he saw. He saw God's need becoming his own need. And you'll see that when you start seeking God for the purpose that he has for you or you knowing that the purpose um, that he has for you and you, kind of, you drop the ball and you go back to God's original plan by praying and seeking him, you'll see that the need, God's need will become your need because he placed that desire in you to do whatever. He placed that desire in you, but you have to go back and pick it up where you left it off from so you can um, uh, go back to God's original plan for you and for your life. Because it's not only about you. It's about you, your children, your children's children, generations to come. Um, and even the people in um, with uh, that are around you, that's in your community, that's in your state. You know the things that we do, we don't realize that it can it can affect the people around us, the people that we don't know, or the people that we do know. But the people that are um, that are near us, we don't realize how um, it can affect them. Prime example of you know, someone, um, you know, we're rolling down the highway and someone cuts you off and then they slam on brakes and then you end up in, in your trunk. Well, the reason, they, they don't realize that because of them doing what they were doing, because they might have been on their phone texting or what have we, don't realize what they were doing um, caused them, well, they were doing what they were doing, and it caused a reaction, and it caused them to slam on brakes in front of you, and now you're in the back of them, and now you're both in a situation because of what they done. So it affected you. Now you're late for, for, for work, or you're late for where you, your appointment, or, you know, now you can't get to where you were trying to get to, and, you know, all of that. You know, so... We are connected in some in some way. Okay, we have to come from the other side of the fence. Okay, um, we may 
be even um, hiding from, you know, the Lord might call us to ministry. Some people might say, well, you know what, you, you're supposed to be a pastor. And you keep hearing that. You've been hearing that for years. You know, or you're called to sing and you're called to do this. And it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, and <laughs> and you know it in your heart, but yet you don't want to um, acknowledge the fact that you have been called to do <coughs> excuse me, what God has called you to do. So we have to come from behind the fence or from, from the other side of the fence. Okay, and we have to see God's purpose. Okay, I had to realize that, okay, I'm out here for a purpose. I'm doing this because, I'm, I'm doing this not because of money, believe me. I could be doing other things. But I'm doing it because God, or we're doing it because God has called us out here. And he has been illuminating certain things to us and giving us wisdom as to why he has called us out here. Okay. Um, uh, because of the, the uh, their, uh, Israel's affliction, um, because of their affliction, they could see I wrote that statement and it don't make any sense. But anyway, um, <laughs> when, we, when we notice God's purpose, when we recognize it, when we, when we start walking in what he has called us to do, our purpose or what have we, then there's freedom in walking in that, that purpose that God has for us. There's freedom. Truly, there is freedom. Okay, um, so Nehemiah, and I'm, a, uh, I'm trying to find a jump off uh, spot here because um, I want to open up the lines to uh, for you to let me know what you what you took from tonight's Bible study. Okay, um, uh, Nehemiah represented his people. He went into the courts of heaven as a lawyer, as a rep- representative for God's people. You know, and he presented his case to God. You know, yeah, we messed up, because he included himself. Yeah, we messed up. We did this and that and the other. You know, we've been, we um, married um, women that we wasn't supposed to marry. We did this and that and the other. You know, and yeah, we messed up, you know, but Lord, um, your purpose for your people, your purpose for us, we remembered what you said. We remember what you said. We remembered you called us out here on the road and you gave us Proverbs 3, 5, and 7 that you said you should trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, that in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Lord, I remember you saying that to us. So because of that, Lord, and we know there is a purpose for us being out here, we want to go back to your original plan. And that's what Nehemiah was uh, 
praying in a in a in a sense. You know, so um I think I'm gonna jump off there. We're gonna finish this up next week. Um because it is getting um kinda late. I don't wanna hold you guys on the phone too long um this evening, but I'm gonna say this to you before we end that God has a plan for your for your life. Jeremiah um twenty nine eleven says that that he knows the plans that he has for you. You know, not to do you harm, but to do you good. This is me paraphrasing. You know, so instead of us complaining, I'm not saying any of y'all are doing this, but I'm just saying, instead of complaining or instead of running the other way, hide behind a fence, seek God for what he has called you to do. Remember the original plan that he, the reason why he calls you to do what you, what you're supposed to be doing. Remember that. You know, and just seek him for his wisdom. He'll give it to you. Repent, number one. Repent about it. You know, go into the courts of heaven and uh, get get the legalities out of the way. You know. Um, something that, you know, a lawsuit that the, the enemy have on you. Um, go before God as judge and allow him to put, um, you know, you, you acknowledge that you messed up and go and, uh, you know, say, hey, yeah, I messed up. And, you know, Lord, I ask you that we apply the blood of Jesus on this that cleanses all our sins. You know, so Lord, I ask you for a verdict. You know, now Lord, I, I, um, I'm going to go into my prayer uh, mansion and I'm going to, I want to learn what it is that you want me to do, the strategy. Give me the wisdom And he'll give it to you. I guarantee he'll give it to you. Amen. So, um, again, thank you for joining us tonight for Bible study. You know, and um, I'm going to stop the recording so we can open up the lines to um, for you guys to tell me what did you get from tonight's uh, Bible study, which you take from it.